Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Today, Brian shares a timely message about skillful living from the book of Proverbs. But first, Dan welcomes his friend and fellow comedian, Jim Brewer. Hey everybody, welcome this is podcast number nine. This is Dan. A lot of people know me as Larry the Cable Guy. Got my fabulous Brian Clark, my buddy with me, giving us a little message we're going to talk about. Final week for my buddy Jimmy Brewer. Jimmy, say hi. How you doing, everyone? Thanks. This is great. I really enjoy this. We're having a good time. We're just trying to share the gospel with people. A lot of people hurting. A lot of people need hope. We're not going to change the world through politics. We're going to change it through people getting a heart change, and Jesus gives you a heart change. And so, uh, hey, we're just going through the Proverbs and letting the Proverbs is the one is part of the Bible where it can be written for today, just like the rest of it. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, instead of the hermeneutics. You don't really need hermeneutics for Proverbs. Right, hermeneutics. Hermeneutics, hermeneutics, yeah. hermeneutics. That's why I'm fabulous. Exactly. Right. That's why Brian's the Bible teacher and I'm not. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because, you know, because some of the parts of the Bible were written for that time of day yeah. the messages are for us but you have they call back to things that they would know about in that day it was written proverbs never changes humanity never changes and the proverbs are awesome because every one of these things in the proverbs is going to last for eternity i mean a hundred years from now this won't change it'll be just like it was in the year 780 Right? I mean, it's unbelievable. So anyway, that's a long intro. <laughs> Book of Proverbs, Skillful Living with my good friend, Brian Clark. All right, here we go. One word I would use to describe our American culture today would be arrogant. We seem to think we know everything. For example, we as a nation have traveled far down the path of secularism. We've kicked God to the curb. We don't want him or his wisdom in the public square. I mean, how arrogant do you have to be to tell God, we don't need you? This is our last episode in the Proverbs. It is our final reminder for the season that we need to be quiet and listen to what God has to say to live well. Proverbs 30 is written by a guy named Agor. He's worn out and he's come to the end of himself. He's ready to acknowledge God's way is better than his way. So he opens with some very sarcastic words. Surely I am more stupid than any man, and I do not have the understanding of a man. Neither have I learned wisdom, nor do I have the knowledge of the Holy One. The know-it-all fool in Proverbs doesn't need God's help because he already knows it himself. But Agor is saying sarcastically that apparently he must be stupid because God seems to know more than he does. He reminds the fool that God is the one who ascended and descended from heaven. God gathered the wind with his fists and wrapped the waters in his garment. In other words, God created the universe and all that is in it. Then he asked, surely you know this. Surely people can't be so foolish as to think they created the universe. So maybe we don't know everything, and maybe God's way is best. Take a good look around. 
isn't it obvious that our way isn't working? Obviously, we don't know everything, but God does, and he's written it down for us in a book. He reminds us that God is a shield for those who take refuge in him. He is our refuge from the foolishness of the culture around us. He then identifies two things he wants to remember and not be deceived or confused about. If he gains riches, he doesn't want to forget God and be so arrogant as to think he knows more than God. But if he experiences poverty, he doesn't want to play the victim and blame God and get bitter and walk away. Either way, whether in riches or in poverty, he just wants to listen to God and walk in his ways. He then identifies four marks of a culture that has forgotten God. First, he says there is a kind of man who curses his father and does not bless his mother. In other words, the family is devalued, which leads to the breakdown of any community. There can be no flourishing when the family falls apart. Secondly, he states, there is a kind who is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. This is a reference to people who have convinced themselves there is no such thing as sin. They think they're pure in their own eyes, yet before a holy God, they are filthy. Thirdly, he states there is a kind, oh, how lofty are his eyes, and his eyelids are raised in arrogance. This is a reference to the fool who thinks he doesn't need God because he already knows everything. And finally, the proverb says there is a kind of man whose teeth are like swords and his jaw teeth like knives to devour the afflicted from the earth and the needy from among them. In other words, the culture is ruled by the law of the jungle. It's the survival of the fittest, and we will eventually consume ourselves. To me, that sounds like a pretty accurate description of the culture today. The family is devalued. Sin is celebrated. We arrogantly think we know everything, and we slowly consume one another. All this as a result of believing we know better than God. So finally, Agor tells us the result of taking this path is we will never be satisfied. There will be an insatiable appetite for more to somehow fill the emptiness within, but nothing will satisfy. The result? is despair. If that is our path, what are we to do? Agor tells us, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have plotted evil, put your hand on your mouth. In other words, if this is the path you've chosen, it's time to put your hand over your mouth, it's time to be quiet and listen. Your way hasn't worked, so it's time to be quiet and learn how to live God's way. Proverbs offers 31 chapters of wisdom for skillful living. What you need to know to find the life your soul desires is not a secret. God has revealed his wisdom for all who seek it. But remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. It all starts with acknowledging that Jesus is God and we're not, that his way leads to life, and only a fool would think his way is better than God's way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 
To find the life you long for, you must confess that you are a sinner, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He rose again and offers you salvation if you're willing to receive it. If you've never experienced God's forgiveness and new life in Christ, we would encourage you to take that first step today. Skillful living awaits those who listen, learn, and obey what God has to say. Let's bring in Dan and Jim. Let's talk about this. Yeah, well, you are correct. I mean, uh, all this that you're reading is happening in this culture today. And Christians, look, they need to step up. They need to be kind and gentle and loving about it. But everything that's going on is so against God. It's like <clears throat> you would think at some you, you, churches would stand up and, you know, like I get it. There's churches that go, hey, we welcome everyone. We don't care. We love everyone. We do love everyone, but we also live by what Jesus teaches us. And Jesus loved everyone too, but he also said, go and sin no more. That's what we need. We need that. We need Christians to step up and go, look, I love you, but this is against what Jesus is saying. It's your life and your decision. You can reject Christ or you can accept them. But, you know, this is what he says. And we need to have some people stepping up. And and as far as why we've tried it this way. Why are people so convinced they want to keep trying something that doesn't work? And I've brought that up before. And I think Jimmy probably knows people like this as well. But like I've said before, I have a comedian buddy of mine that's is having a rough time, you know, and he's tried everything. He's <laughs> tried everything. And I've told him over and over, hey, you know what? I, I know you think I'm nuts all the time, but this is what has given me peace. This is what has given me hope, happiness. I don't worry about this. I don't stress out about this. I'm happy. But it just doesn't do it. And I don't, I honestly don't know why that is. I guess they're just ashamed. They're just embarrassed because it's for squares or whatever. But I don't care if you think it's for squares. Look at you. You're in the worst shape of, I mean, it's crazy, but that's how strong a presence the devil is, and that's why we're in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle. Satan is the great deceiver, and he's deceiving people, and even when people are at their last ropes and they've tried everything, they still are arrogant enough to, well, that won't work, you know? Yeah, it's crazy to think that somehow we in our 50, 60 years, whatever, somehow know more than God. I mean, how, how, <laughs> arrogant, how arrogant do you have to be to take this, that position? This is in my power alley. This is, this is in my power alley. <laughs> it, I talk about this on stage. It is two things. I'm going to tell you, even my wife, when she finally found Jesus, was she went everywhere. We had a very tough go at it. And I, you know, and I, I challenged God, man. I, I pulled over. And I said, God, if you exist, and I know you do, but I'm starting to be broken. I don't want a broken marriage. This is after our second kid. And I said, I need you right now. I'm a broken man. I don't want this. Now, at the time, my wife, 
she tried. She's like, oh, you know what? You know why I've got all these issues? It's because of vitamins. I start taking vitamins. The vitamins would last like six weeks. Okay, it's not the vitamins. Uh, you know what? It's caffeine. I stopped drinking caffeine. Then it was... She went to the forum. Oh, it's a, it's a forum. It's a help thing. That lasted for – everything lasted for a certain – and yeah. then and then she found Jesus. And literally like a couple of days after I begged him, it's that alone is an incredible story. But I think two things why people do this and they don't look at it like your friend and some of my friends. A – the devil tainted religion, God, period. That was his work of art. B, everywhere you turn is trust the expert. It's a specialist. They're a star. Listen to the doctor. It's scientist. They shove down you. They say one nation under God. I used to laugh hysterically at that because we are the furthest thing. From one nation under God. The most popular people are, you know, let's take years ago on Pamela Anderson. Why did she really become famous? Because of a sex tape. Why did, uh, of the Kardashians big? Because of a sex tape. It is all demonic evil glorified they hit you slow and then even with, you know how many of my friends go well you can believe god i believe in science that has become the new god and i tell them well you know what there's no soul in anything you're talking about there's no substance there's no faith there's nothingness you're going in blind but well, it's shoved down your throat yeah well the cra the crazy thing about that is the more you investigate science, the more you find God. Exactly. You and know? it's wrong 24-7. Whoops, changed. What? What do you mean, I mean changed? I mean, there's scientists all over the place that'll tell you that. Yeah, there's a brand new book out. It's called Is Atheism Dead? And it's making the case that modern science has reached a point where it's untenable to hold the position that there is no God. It's just too complex and wondrous to believe this all happened by chance. Absolutely. And that goes back to one of our first series, Genesis. That forms your whole way of, of thinking in life. You either believe Genesis 1 through 11 or you don't believe Genesis 1 through 11. And that takes you on two completely different paths in life. Yeah, so so I get it. I get it, Jimmy. I, I get it. People, they'll do anything. But what that is, and I think the point that you're making about Satan has tainted it, absolutely, with fake Christians on TV selling um, healing water, just to, to all of that, to, just to a lot of... A lot of frauds and a lot of fakes. I, you know, my wife is no stranger to this show. She comes on with me sometimes, but she always said the one thing that kept her from being a Christian were Christians. That's right. just the way they act. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And that's why I love this podcast. This isn't about any religion. Right. This is about following Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Right. 
and he will change your life. And when people like my friend and friends that you know that try everything, they're searching. They think it's going to be long-term, but it's short-term. A new car makes you happy for what? Six months? Uh, That new whatever makes you happy for what? For... But Jesus gives you hope. And not only does he give you hope, he gives you happiness. You're happy and you're hopeful. You know, nothing else is going to give you hope. That new car is not going to give you hope. It's going to give you happiness. Jesus is going to give you happiness and hope. So we just have to get that across to people. Brian, do you want to add anything to that? Well, I was just wondering with Jim, you've talked about you and your wife. How long ago was it that, that both you and your wife came to Jesus, and oh. would you mind sharing just a little bit about what's changed in your life? Not at all. Me, it happened years and years and years and years ago, and I've always had, people got to understand, my mom, we, we didn't go to church or anything because my mom was scarred by the church, meaning uh, religion, and, and she was married to a Catholic back in the thir- 30s, 40s, and her husband got killed in World War II, And the Catholic Church in front of everyone wouldn't acknowledge her husband or their child because they were not Catholic. So she had a little scar, but she was the one that taught me about God and praying. And let me just say, before you go, sorry, Jimmy, that's what I'm talking about. Follow Jesus and knock it off with the rules. Right. Right. And she... you know, help me pray and understand God as a child and she, for what she knew. And I found Jesus probably, I don't know, my young 20s and then kind of lost the way. I, I kept him inside. I was going to say I was a closet God guy for a long time, especially as I started going in the industry because that was like, we don't want any of you people around here. With my wife... I mean, I could talk about this for hours with with how I came back and all that, and I would ask Jesus. He saved my he saved my marriage so many times at the worst of worst times when I begged him to show up to save the marriage. He'd show up, and he'd always he'd always do it. Why I know he has a sense of humor in a way I did not see coming. With my wife, she was having a very tough time, and. It was after our second kid, and she didn't really believe in God, and I, I really, I had a hard time with that. And like I said, she tried all these things: it's the vitamins, it's this and that. And I went and I begged God to step in now, or I'm going to the. I even I was like, I'm going to go on the other side. You don't want me over there because I'm going to crush it. ACDC got nothing on Jimmy Brewer once I go on the dark side. I am going to murder over here. I'm a billionaire. I'm going to have leather pants. I'm going to have a kangaroo. It's going to be good times. And I came home a couple days later, and uh, she's sitting on the couch. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, something happened. I said, what's the matter? She said, I went to the coffee shop. and." I, I, I said this on my podcast a couple of days ago, and I went, and I said, she, she said, the, the lady behind the counter came to me and said she wanted to do something for me and come to my house. And I went, so you went to some lady's house? That you, and she went, yeah, and I didn't want to, but I, I, I don't know why I followed her. And then her husband came from another room, and I went, oh, boy. And 
she goes, and then they started praying for me and I started crying and they, and they were saying Jesus to come in. And from that day forward, our marriage was saved. Our life became different. As a matter of fact, it was, it was a miracle because as she found Jesus, I started falling off at times. And she became the one that became my rock and my guider and brought me back to, to resurrection, where every time I fall, she'd bring me back. Even up until recently, when, it, when that guy was like, oh, he's going to be dead, and I wish him dead, and I wanted to go out. She's like, Jim, Jim, please, he's lost. You got to pray for the people that are lost. You got to wish them love, God's love. And so I got to say, I, I keep him in my life every day single day and it is there's no better feeling in the world and what i all you also have to understand other people it's not an atm machine you can't get it right away you can like my daughter or whatever it may happen when i'm dead it may happen when uh, five twenty years from now all you could do is keep giving them the seeds keep flourishing them keep showing them the way Keep walking the walk and let them know it's because of your belief in God and your belief of the words of Jesus and everything of love. And you can't, you got to be humble and you have to know that and trust. Yeah, you, yeah, trust. Dro- yeah drop the seed, stay faithful and let God do the work. He's do Let it. God do the work. Do he it. just plants seeds. He's do, do it. I've seen the garden grow nonstop throughout my whole life. It's my well, mind. it's, a, and you know, here's the thing. Uh, this is why I love having Jimmy on here. Jimmy's, you know, man, he's just like me. He was an entertainer, and he, and he went back to what he knew, and he knew about Jesus, and he, but he just got away from it because you get in the entertainment business, and it's a no-no, and you, you want to make sure you get work. And, and then when you start living life and starting to see these things that you were taught in the Bible, and you start to think about your life, and wow, this is, you know, and then it just hits you. God just works in you and it hits you, which which shows you he never lets you go. No. He, let, he lets you, you know, he never lets you go. He's always looking out. He's always making sure. There's times when you, you look back and go, man, you know, I remember when I was driving down the road and I fell asleep and I woke up coming across that meeting at the last minute. That was God protecting me. Because he knew I have it. There's something that I'm supposed to be doing. I oh. haven't been. I haven't been pulling my part of the part of it. But you know, and so we just you come back and you rededicate your life to Jesus, and you you want to see other people have that happiness and that hope. I'm way happier now than I ever would be. Me too. Living in Los Angeles and doing some TV show, and I would be miserable. Jimmy would be too as well. And just to show you how amazing God works, as I wrote that four words to my. My wife's books and I and look I know what Jimmy's heart's all about because he read my forward and he yeah. called me yeah. and he told me man that's what I want I want to see people come closer to Christ and you know both of us are rough around the edges uh, <laughs> we're doing our best right and man that's what it's all about it's just like I said, uh, I think it was last week, Billy Sunday said, you want to see your life change and other lives change? 
spend 15 minutes a day reading the Bible, spend 15 minutes a day praying, and spend 15 minutes a day out of your day telling somebody about the hope that you have. And if you pray for that, if you say, hey, you know what? I'm not good at just walking up to somebody going, hey, so let me tell you about Jesus. Plus, it kind of turns them off. So you just pray for an opening. You pray for a conversation. You pray for just some way. You can slip something in, drop a couple of seeds, and you never know. It's like what Jimmy said. You may not know for 20 years after you're dead if that took root, but at least you dropped the seed. Right, Jimbo? Beautiful. That's it, man. It's perfect. And just trust. Trust, trust, trust. It's not an ATM. You're not going to get the card right away. Ta-da! It worked. It's You got to keep doing it. Just keep doing it and live by it. It was... uh, yeah, that's exactly. It's amazing. The one little story, even as recently, two, three years ago, I got a brand new car and the car isn't a fast car. Thank God I got it. It's half hybrid. So I save a ton of money and gas. It's not electric, but it's hybrid. So I'm in the left lane, terrible night, raining, I'm with a friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the left lane. It's dark. And while I'm driving, literally, God goes, Jim, slow down. I want you to start slowing down and taking it easy from here on in. Go in the middle lane. And I went, and I went what? Because just, just go in the middle lane. Your car doesn't go that fast. Go there. On my children's lives, <laughs> I go in the middle lane and 10 seconds later, there's a dark car in the left lane just stopped with its lights out and I'm going 75, 80 miles an hour. If I didn't get out of the lane, I would have been dead. I would have hit it. I would have been dead. And then I looked at my friend and went, oh my God, did you see that? He went, oh my God. And then we realized it was the beat. And then we looked to the side and we saw like 10 cars. It was a pile up. But little moments like that, no, as subtle as the voice may be, don't ignore it. You have nothing to lose if you just listen to it. That little tiny moment where there's so many of those in my life. And what's even more ironic, Jimmy, that ties this into Proverbs was the friend he was with was named Egor. Egor. Oh, Agor, yeah. Agor. He gets gets around. He's a comedian, too. It's your friend Agor. We're down at the store. I remember him. Um, So... You got a topper on that, Brian? Or you have anything to well, say? Well, I just think appreciate Jim joining us for these episodes in Proverbs. You've done a great job and appreciate Dan and I hope people have gained a little bit about skillful living from the Proverbs. And next season we'll go back to Genesis and pick up with the Isaac Jacob story and go from there. Absolutely. I'm glad, Jimmy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I love doing these for you people listening. Go back and listen to the other ones. Hey, we just want to do the right thing. We want our lives to be transformed, and we're doing that little by little. We don't know everything. We may say some dumb stuff, but we're speaking from the heart. We love Jesus. He's changed our lives for the better. He can change yours. And hey, check out the Proverbs. It's pertinent to today and next year and the year after. Amen, brother. Thanks for listening to the Talkin' Truth Podcast. 
This ends season four, but Dan and Brian will be back in August for season five. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the new episodes.